and topic is machlekes, and I'm starting with with just with a with a with the aura. I I was once asked to to speak. There is Kehila who had had a very contentious um, rabbinic search, and they finally decided on the rov. Well, they had, and they were looking to some way to heal the contentiousness of the community over the, 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 the rabbinic search for the rub for the shul. And they asked me to speak. So, um, so I said yes. I wasn't sure what I was going to say, but I said yes. <laughs> and the point that I said was that we, we, we say time we say in davening three times a day in the Shorn essay, then the Kaddish, So that's based on a posik in the year that the Rosh Hashanah Because I'll say, it's referring to the fact that, that there's a Malach of Aish and there's a Malach of Mayim, and Aish and Mayim normally don't get along with each other too well. Either the, either the fire boils out the water or the water puts out the fire. The Russian is able to find a way that the, 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 these two karkas are able to be b'sholem. So I pointed out that the result isn't lukewarm water, right? A little <coughs> fire, a little bit of water. That's not the point. Ash remains ash, and mine remains mine, but they still find a way to, 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 to interface. Hmm. Sholem is not that everybody's mavater and then we end up not being what we are. That's not the point of Sholem. Now, with the caveat, because yes, there's a certain point and the person has to learn how to give a certain points away, <coughs> not make them, you know, make a stand on them. But the point of Sholem is not that we dissolve an individual. Uh, and this I didn't say when I spoke. I, there's a um, fascinating study, which I do when I do my Sholem bias, about it. I say over, there's a professor, a psychologist from a guy named John Gutman. His, his, um, his name is A. John Gutman. A stands for Akiva, I think, like that. Um, so um, he is, his field is shown bias. His field is, you know, studying marriages. And he's been doing this for 50 years, 40 years, 50 years. And one of his fascinating points he works on is trying to find what are the predictors which will predict a marriage which will last. Mm-hmm. And then how can you develop yourself into those type of people which can do those things. So he's been following marriages and you know, these, these people he's been following, they, do, they, put out, they answer surveys every year, etc., etc. And he found, which I will modify maybe for a film family, a film couple, it's a little bit different, then I'll tell you why. But he found that the one of the best predictors of a, of a marriage which will be stable, which will last, is the ratio of positive experiences to negative experiences, and the ratio is five to one. Says so the ratio of five to one, those marriages last the longest. Ratios of three to one don't, don't last as long. Ratios of ten to one don't last as long. Now that's fascinating, right? We would think, you know, if, if 5 to 1 lasts, so 20 to 1 is even better, right? So his theory to explain what the problem is, is that the Russian made people different. And the nature is that we do, we do rub against each other. If we don't express it and have those uncomfortable conversations, it's not because we've resolved it. It's because we're not willing to assert ourselves. But the problem with that is is if, I mean, this is, not, this is my emotional. Is that, imagine you, you take a you, you take a, a finger and you make a very light touch over here. It maybe it maybe arouses one receptor of uh, discomfort. Imagine you do that a thousand times. What happens? It starts to hurt. Mm-hmm. And you do it ten thousand times, and it's an open wound with pus coming out of it. So one of, the, one of the spouses does something which irritates other spouse. If they're able to actually truly remove their mind from their mind, fine. 
I made a decision, it's not important, and I'm just saying it here, I'm saying it here, I truly don't care about it. It really doesn't bother me. Fine. If you really can say that and be honest, fine. Rama says that 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 there's, the revolver has a section uh, in Chelek Bay's on Vatronus, being Mavater. But he starts off with Kaptonus. He says, if something bothers you, you have to talk about it. The Rambam says, because the Israel of Sisyphus means that if something bothers you, you have to talk about it. So the Rambam understands it. So the Ramban understands it. Or, uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, they're going to that process. Discuss it with somebody. I wasn't going to say you're, I'm right and you're wrong, but discuss it. Why, you do, why you're doing what you're doing, it bothers me. It, it irritates me. Says, but the Russian says, if you want to be a vata, fine. If you truly have a vata, I have a problem with that. But if, if, if inside it bothers you, but you just don't say anything because it's uncomfortable or embarrassing to say something, or you don't feel you have a right to say something, whatever the reason might be, it's going to build up. And then it, when, it, when it builds up, eventually it explodes in a very negative way. So there's a horrible rabbi joke. Like one of the jokes, all the rabbis would make, would make jokes like this. It says, it's this couple comes to the rabbi, they, they, know, they, want to, they want to get divorced. So the rabbi says, you know, we always try and see if we can reconcile before we divorce. The man says, I'm sorry, rabbi, there's nothing to talk about. He says, you know, just tell me what it is. If you let me hear it. Says, rabbi, says, there's nothing to talk about. Tell me what it is. He says, okay, I'll tell you what it is. He says, the problem is, is that I'm a roller and my wife is a squeezer. He says, what does that mean? Remember, there are two ways to deal with toothpaste tubes. <laughs> you can roll the toothpaste tube, or you can squeeze it. When you roll it, it's nice and clean. When you squeeze it, it's a mess. I can't take it anymore. I'm done. Right? That's the joke. Right? That's ridiculous, right? You don't want to get divorced because of a toothpaste tube. <laughs> now, the reason why it's a joke is because <coughs> after sitting in many different child bias situations and hearing people's complaints, they sound like toothpaste tubes. <laughs> So what's the shot? The people are idiots, <laughs> right? They're not idiots, you know. Like you really get, you're really getting so angry over a toothpaste tube, or whatever it is. So, so, I, I, Dale Carnegie has a has a story in um, one of his books. I don't remember which one. Um, about a group of scientists which went to Antarctica for research. Now you can't. There's no place to fly a plane down there. There's no air, there's no airstrip to land, so they go by boat. So the problem is there's ice. So you can't take a boat to the. So the the summer there, uh, the is ice. The port is ice free for about two months of the, the year. So two months a year, people can come in and out through, by, by boat. But once you're there, you're there. You're there for ten months. Now. You can't live above ground because the temperatures are, are, are you know, they would endanger life. So everything is underground. They built, they have caverns underground, which they built, which they have living space and working space, etc. So they go out for expeditions above ground once in a while. So you're basically spending 10 months in these underground, in these caverns, you know, the five or six areas that they have, with the same people for, for 10 months. So and they're all and they're scientists, you know. So they all they have their, their different attitudes and idiosyncrasies and you know and shiktas and all the stuff. So this is a true story. He says scientist X is, sits down by breakfast the first day across from scientist Y. Scientist Y is his field is nutrition, and he's done a lot of lot, very major studies on nutrition. And he feels that saliva is extremely important for for <laughs> the enzymes in the saliva are very important for for, for the process of, of digestion. And therefore, he chews every morsel that he eats 42 times. That's the science. That, that's, <laughs> so scientist X is across from scientist Y. And puts a, a morsel in his mouth and chews it 42 times. The next morsel, 42 times. <laughs> this guy is like, it's, like, it's a little bit like uncomfortable. <laughs> but he doesn't say anything. Why? Because like, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what do you care what I do with that? How I chew my food? So it's embarrassing to admit that it bothers you. Actually, he screams. <laughs> So lunchtime is the same thing. Supper time is the same thing. But he's not going to say anything. He's not going to move. Like, why are you moving? He's not going to say anything because, like, what's your problem? Like, you know, the person who's writing the story, the scientist X, writes, 
that the end of the, the, the 10 months, it took every ounce of my self-control not to commit murder. This is what he writes. Mm-hmm. He was so enraged by it. It's that little thing, which is it's a nothing, but it's thousands and thousands of times. It drives you crazy. So the, the Ramana says that there's a mitzvah to express it and discuss it. If you could truly move on, that's fine. But if you can't, but you were embarrassed. Like, you know, the husband's supposed to say to the wife that, you know, that, they, that, you know, that she, she chews loudly about this. Like, he's going to say that to his wife. Really? You know, like, you know, I said his wife. But it bothers him. And, you know, and then they have guests. But it bothers him even more. He's embarrassed. So, you know, like, so what's he supposed to do? It's going to set, it's going to create some type of distance in his relationship because he's not addressing it. Mm-hmm. So the Ramana says, you know, you don't have the option. Now, you don't, you, a person has to say it in an intelligent way. Pers- or a person can make a choice <clears> to say, like, why would they find my wife? Or what people think about her? Like, she's one of the women. She happens to be, she, she chooses, she breathes loud when she chooses. Okay, so, so what? And, and I'm, I'm a Saudi, I'm a perfect either. You know, like, well, like, you know, so, like, you know like, I, I snore horribly. Like, you know, like, like you know, I don't know. Like, you know, like, it, do, it doesn't have to bother you. You can make it as, you can, a person can truly create a thought process where it doesn't bother them. If they can do that, great. But if they can't, to leave it there, so that's what he's writing. That's what he's writing. When the, when the, 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 these, the negative emotions are not, things are not happening, usually it's not because everything's wonderful. It's because the people are not comfortable talking about it. Eventually, there was a book which came out, I don't know how many years ago, <coughs> called The One Minute Manager. That was the name of the book. It's you know, written towards you know, business management. And one of his points was that a lot of managers don't like confrontation with their employees. Mm-hmm. So when the point of something which they're not happy with, they sort of like ignore it. And ignore it. And, and ignore they explode. it. Until so they explode. Mm-hmm. If they would have addressed it up front, it would have been a very, it would have been a minimal, been uncomfortable a little bit, it would have been taken care of, and never would have, never would have exploded. So they destroy the relationship. She says that one minute conversation that you could have had up front, you know, you know, it's probably not good to do this, and that's all. It, it could have done very minimal, with very minimal type of emotion, would is much better than the other option. But people tend towards the other option because it's uncomfortable to have the confrontations. So the 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 point of uh, getting back to my point the version didn't say that we that you know that the Asian end up not being Asian Mayim not end up being Mayan the version said Asian Mayim are going to figure out a way to co- coexist Asian still being Asian Mayim still being Mayim that's the Asher Shalom Bimurim that the version was talking about so I said to the Kiel I said you know you've shown strong emotion that means that there's, there's something you believe in very much that's good I'm happy you did that. <laughs> But the fact that you both show emotion in a different directions doesn't mean you can't find a way to coexist. Like the, the, the thought process, well, if I have arms, we can't work. Like, we have to have a Like that's always the message. Yes, that is a wonderful thing. But there is a message to learn. You know, I can learn to respect, respect you for the fact that you have your position, even though I agree, disagree with your position tremendously. That doesn't mean I can't respect you, and I can't, I can, and I cannot interface with you respectfully. In our society, you know, civility in disagreements has went out the window. Um, you know, but, but you know, in the Torah's attitude, the more it talks about I have a better idea. She was several right? You know, they said they said they should work it out. Didn't say that you're supposed to work it out. Right? Besham Hillel, the examples, Besham Hillel. Let's look at the same Shemai. Besham Hillel didn't work out all their problems. They still argued. But they, they, had, they, had, they respected each other. They loved each other. They, they married between each other, etc. And when they're back on this and they're back on that, the more says Besham pointed out to Besham that this is somebody you're not allowed to marry. Right? They turned the respect to each other. And they fought, and they fought like cats and dogs. It wasn't that they, they were Mavatar. Beishamai remained Beishamai with all of its vehemence, and I'm sure that the conversations were very strong. And Beisil was Beisil, and one from the other. Right. So, <coughs> the context of, of you know, something which was important. This, this is Torah. This is Emes. I don't have a right to just 
be mevater because you know I, I, I'd rather feel comfortable being, being uh, for having shalom. So I, the, the, finding the balance is very hard. There is a mosig machlokas hashemayim. You don't write to mevater machlokas hashemayim. But so much is not, you know. But it's not the same shemaim. You should, you know, you, you, many times you should search deep inside yourself if you can find a way to move on. You shouldn't hold on to it. But if you can't, you got to address it. Um, and that's not the. That's not always the, um, the 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 thought process of people. Like, Sometimes the person needs, needs a new perspective. You know what? Person says, Let me go to the third party and, and, and truly listen to them. You know, this is bothering me. Uh, you know, because a lot of times we start getting upset about something, we start we start reading into it a whole slew of thought processes. The person is being insensitive to my feelings. The person is doing a bedafka. The person is, 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 doesn't really understand me. Like it's, it's, it's not, the problem is not just the action. It's the, this whole conversation which comes with it, right? So the, the wife is, you know, the husband snores. <coughs> so I says, you know, I, I can't sleep. I'm so late. He, he, he doesn't care about it. And maybe he doesn't realize he's snoring. No, he knows he's snoring. He just doesn't care about me. You know, like, like, why are you saying that? You know, the, the person gets frustrated or something. They 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 don't think through it intelligently, right? You know, the, the, she, she 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 eats loudly. Like you know, like it's so embarrassing for me. Like she doesn't care about my. You know, I had my boss over. And she did it for my boss. Like, you know, like, like and what does she think about me? You know, like you know, like hello. She doesn't realize she's doing it. Like you know, but you know, or the person. So a lot of times the person needs to know. It goes to their body. Says like you know, I understand the other side. I understand that sometimes that, that, that there's the other side. That it's not really an issue. You know, there's many different ways of dealing with it. Putting it in perspective of significance. Uh, I, <coughs> different techniques that you, that you, you try and use. So, uh, specifically the same in a marriage. The, the Rambam says a person is a kid, a person comes to your mind for 20 years, 120 years, and says, you know, were you a your wife? He says, uh, yeah. Well, what about this time? You know, it wasn't my fault. You know, uh, she burnt the the, the trouble. And all the malachim and shemim just are laughing at you. Like you know, you you were over a halacha because of burnt trouble. What are you, an idiot? Right. So you picture the malachim laughing at you. You're probably not motivated to be <coughs> upset about it. It gives perspective. Like, you know, you're going to come to Shemayim, you're going to sit in Bezal Shemayim, they're going to be to you, like, you, you didn't do your responsibilities, that there is Mechayim, you visibly, this, this woman who, who took care of you in many different ways and raised your children, etc. It's tremendous to be here. And, you know, and you're going to say, it wasn't my fault. I, I, I had to do it because she chewed loudly. <laughs> like, if anybody would have the idiocy to say that in Bezal Shemal, I mean, that'd be one thing. But if they did, like the Malachim would laugh at him to the, 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 the head of the embarrassment would be right there. Like, really? That's why this one tremendous, beautiful boss Israel, wonderful Neshama, that you have responsibility for more than any other person in the world, and you hurt her because she chews loudly? What is wrong with you? So you put it in perspective. That, that's probably not worth getting upset about. My friend has... Um, a story that he says. It's not a comfortable story. It's not a comfortable story. I'm telling you a problem. So, couple, uh, the husband was a type A personality, very aggressive, intensive, assertive, go getter, etc. The wife was mamish the opposite. Israeli woman laid back, you know, like, you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to have Eventually, it's going to be okay. But, and every time she, you know, she get up, he would get all upset about something, you know, she said, you know, I don't see why it's so important. Like, why are you getting so upset about this? Because like, it didn't work out. Okay, so we didn't, you know, we came up late. Okay, so we, why, why is so, why are you getting upset? And it just to try to get him very upset that she would react like that. Okay. Um, summertime, the wife and the family would go up to the, up to the bungalow in the, the mountains. The husband would stay in the city. 
to work, and he would come up for Shabbos. So he comes up for Shabbos one week, and he sees that his wife has left her purse hanging on the baby's crib. The purse has books in it, it has her checkbook, it has her wallet. He felt it was inappropriate that she should leave her purse hanging on the baby's crib. Now, now luckily, it's probably not a boss's. Yeah, but she, she was a shochach, etc. But you don't, you know, you be more careful about that. She said, "You're right. I should be more careful." But you know, like I don't know why you're getting upset about it. Okay, so I forgot. Like, like why get so upset? It's a She said, "It's not important enough to get upset about." It. Fine. To Sunday night, he drives back to the city, and Monday, he's sometime in the middle of the week, he gets a phone call that wife was was, was the wife was was pregnant. And there's some complications in the pregnancy, and she's been taken to the hospital. Come immediately. By the time he gets back to the, he gets to the car. He drives as quickly as he can back to the mountains. By the time he gets to the wife, has passed away. So he's in the hospital. And he deals with all the different arrangements, etc. Then he goes back to the bungalow. He walks in, and the purse is still hanging on the crib. He takes out the checkbook and he writes the check to pay for the the funeral. He says, "You know what? She was right. It really wasn't important." From the perspective of that, like, why, why to do that? That's a story. It's not a comfortable story. <laughs> but it's perspective. Sometimes we don't have perspective. We, 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 we blow things out of proportion. And we step out of it. You know, I, I, I said, <coughs> a week from now, is it going to bother you that, that, this, and this, that this person did this to you? No, probably not. So why get upset about it now? If a week from now it's not going to bother you, like, so why, 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 yeah, now? Terrence says, with, with a little bit of distance, you look back and say it wasn't so important. So use that distance now. Well, now you don't have distance, but you know that you'll have distance, and that's where you're going to react. So trust your intellect that this is not something worth getting upset about. You know, that life, you realize it wasn't so important, it wasn't so significant, the person didn't meet it, and uh, maybe there's another perspective, and all of, everything rolled into one. Like, like, I just, you move out life. So fine. So it'll take you a year. Okay, but uh, maybe, I don't know, whatever, whatever the number is. So there are different ways of... And part of the reason why we get upset is because we, you know, we're sensitive. I mean, we, are, we don't like being ignored. We don't like being uh, spoken down to. You know, we have different, you know, and we, and we, and we create narratives that this person is ignoring me, and this person is hurting me, this person doesn't re- respect me, this person doesn't understand me. I mean, all those wonderful words, like, you know, if you really understand, what, what Dita, what we're really saying is, I want to be recognized as, as a significant person, and please don't step on me. So, you know what? You are a significant person. Baruch Hashem, 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 But why should that finish of being significant and not being told him what he thinks? So he doesn't think highly of you, so now what? Okay, move on with life. Like, why is it, why is it, there's many different ways we can do it to put it in perspective that's not important. And if it's, truly not, if it's truly not important, you're going to move on. But if you can't move on, keeping this out of you is worse. You know, it, you know obviously exploding and saying it is not, not, it's not, it's not going to solve the problem either. But, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a, a person finds an opportunity, and says, you know, by the way, the conversation we had, I, I felt that you, 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 you really did not understand, my, you didn't really listen to my position, and I found that un- uncomfortable and, and, and painful. And I really would refer, appreciate the next time we have a conversation to really try to understand what I'm saying as opposed to just not listening. Okay. So you can say that, like that tone of voice, three weeks later, in perspective. And the person might say, you know, like you're really stuck in that, so, you know, like, you know, I moved on with life. He says, you know what? I appreciate that you moved on, but, you know, it's important for the future because it might happen again. I, wanted, I just want to point that out. Okay. And that's better than, than, than not. So, the, there is a Musagam you know, which, which is a valid point. You know, but you have to decide not everything is a valid point. If, if, if every point is a valid point, it means none of the points are valid. <laughs> because some things are important, some things are not, less important. And you have, to, you have to measure it against the value, value of... <coughs> The, the relationship and the value of the shalom bias, the value of the, the need for the children for stability, whatever those are, you, know, you have to measure it. But once you measure it and you decide it's not important, you can't hold on to it and say it is important, really. That's not fair. That's the point that Ramam is saying. That, that's a, 
then second half of the conversation. So you have Machlokes same Shemayim. Person says, you know, it's not about me, it's about Kadosh Baruch So Rashiva tells us a story. So Rashiva said it over. So he would used to say Parshas Pinchas. Um, so Rashiva was a strong. Um, the Telzer position was, was strong anti-Zionist. Okay, like we spoke about that. <laughs> you know, Telzer didn't get the you know, the was a very controlled person. He didn't say it, he didn't say it in an impassioned way, but he felt it was it was, it was misleading. It was dangerous, etc. There was a Zionist convention in Telz in 1936. You know, the city was different spectrum of the people. They brought in. Like a, they made like a you know a convention, so Rivkin together with th- three other bachurim decided that they're going to disrupt the convention. So what are they going to do? It was being held in the, the theater, which is all it's a wood, wooden building, and the fear of fire was tremendous. So the th- four bachurim, Rivkin and three bachurim, went to the, the they had the, this major speaker they brought in. For the, you know, the, the keynote speech, and they put themselves in the four corners of the of the of the building, and it, when the when the speaker would reach like the, the the climax of his drasha, they would scream out fire, and stampede the whole building out. That's what they did. The drasha was <laughs> all scream fire, and everybody stampeded out. <laughs> he gets the message the next day. The the the, 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 the Rashi wants to speak to him. So you have to say, this is, I'm getting a Yeshikoyach. Like I, was, I, was, I was going into the room with the intent that I'm going to get thanked. So he tells the says, didn't get upset at me, didn't scream at me. He says, he, the, he said it in Yiddish, he says, Proos sinit kanos, vildkeit is not no kanos, Hashem Shemayim. I threw on a sheep for a week. So where he can go home? So he went to the, the shul base, the shul base matter, the, the city base matters, and he learned for a week over there. And some woman had rachmanas, and she brought him some food, and that's how he survived. For a week. You know. But what, what, did, what did he say? What was the translation? He said that says being wild is nothing to do with kenos. You think that you're you're a kenoi? You're being mechanic. Shkinas the shabbos walk because you and Pinchas. You and Pinchas are saving Klai Yisrael, you know, this is... This is... Pinchas was a Kanoi, and you're wild. Wild is not the Kanoi. Right? So, um... So, the Rashiva then would say, oh, so how do you know which one it is? Which one is it? So he said, now... I'm going to add add a connection with it afterwards but what he said was he said most of us do not get extremely passionate over putting on film maybe we should but we don't you know we put the mitzvah we do it you know but he was like I'm so overwhelmed emotionally excited no we don't we should maybe but we don't right he says if you're putting on if you're doing the canoes with the same level of passion as you're putting on tefillin it's it's a mitzvah Mm -hmm. if you feel passionate about it it's being wild. He said, "Why? Because we're not holding we're not, Madrigas. Madrigas are feeling passionate about Kodesh Mitzvahs. So why are we feeling passionate about it? Because we feel it's personally the gate to us. It's not Kodesh anymore." He says, "If I can deal with this act of standing up strongly, etc., with total equanimity, and not get emotional about it, then it's a shame Shemai. And if not, it's about me." That's Rashiba said. So, um, which parcel is about 99% of the times when we do things the same Shemayim. <laughs> right, it's usually that's what pushes you to do something. <laughs> it's like, <coughs> that's not to the fashion. <laughs> the Kotzka Rebbe one time said, it says, Anche Stoim, Roy Mechatoim, Lashem Oid. It says, Anche Roy Mechatoim, because everything was the same Shemayim. I'll still go the same Shemayim. Lashem Oid. They were still the same Shemayim. Ain't the talk is such a Roy Mechatoim. Uh, you know, it's a good line. It's a Meshay Medrash. The Medrash actually says, Kamat that Musa. 
they made a sheet out of it. You know, and this is an important sheet, and this is what's going to maintain the, the continuity of the world. And they got so passionate about it, you know, and the mail, you know, you can't back down because it's, 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 it's a sheet now. I, I told, I told people, you know, get up, just don't make sheet this, please. Just stay away from sheet this. <laughs> because then you can't back down. Because <coughs> then I'm destroying my whole sheet. You know what? I personally, it bothered me. So you know what? I decided it doesn't bother me anymore. I decided I want to, I, I want to move on with life, etc. But if this is such an important side about relationships, you know, so I, I'm supposed to change? My, my, right? So that's the problem you have with, you know, with all these, these conversations you have between two ideologies. That people can't back down. So they can't have conversations. Okay, let's let's uh, a little bit of hakdama to the shir. Did you ever listen to the tapes from Rabbi Vader Miller's? Like he'll, he'll talk for forty minutes and say, "Okay, now we have to no for the shir." Like, you know, like that was introduction. It's like, you know, like really? Okay. Um, now I have to apologize that we're having some problems with the printing, and um, so it's cutting off on the bottom. And if I'm on my, if I'm on my A game, there's a way to, to fix it manually every time you print. <laughs> but if I forget, because I'm busy with something else, I said, send the print, because like, it used to work like that. And I was like, oh, did it again. You know? So, I, so um, the second second set of pages is a piece, there's a safer, which it says, the name of the safer is, from hatred to love. And it's put out actually by a person in Svas named Rabbi Boruch Heifetz. His family in Cleveland, Johnny Heifetz, his brother, um, Jonathan Heifetz. So the Sabre is about the Israel of Lassisa Zachichabavavacho. So he talks about when is Sinach. Sin is kin and one is sin is valid. You have a right. You, you have to, you know, sometimes the shame of Shemaim have to do it. So, how can you tell? The same thing when it comes to Machlaikis. So, he says the first way you can t- test yourself what, what is the issue? He says, Machlaikis negadeus or negadbaleadeus? Are you arguing about the ideologies or about the people? You're going against the, 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 them? Well, if they believe in that, they have to be bad people, therefore, I have to go against them. No, they're not bad people. They believe in something very passionately. They believe it. So I'm going against their shita. I'm going against their day. And I need to, I need to address it. And I feel it's wrong, and I need to make a stand. Okay, what do the person? There's a ma'aseh with Rishon um, Sonnenfeld and Rav Cook. So they came to. Uh, there was a bris near Shlaim. So they both came to the bris, and they sat. In, they're waiting for the Bali Bris, so they were talking and learning. So after a while, like the Bali Bris, the Bali Sibyl weren't coming, so, so Rav Cook says to Rav Yosef Chaim, he says, No more as Machlok is Adam Toyab Bishach, as Adam Toyab Bishach shows, but the three hours ready, you know, the three hours, like, you know, I have a case of how three hours went by, but, you know, nobody's Toyab. So the Velt says over the story, Yosef Chaim said back to him, and what's the person who's tired his whole life? <laughs> that's that's the the, the zog that everybody says over. Nobody says over the fact that, that Yosef Chaim and Rukuk sat and talked to learning for three hours. He had tremendous respect to Rukuk. He felt he was wrong. And to the point he called him a tire. But he, he, he was very comfortable talking to learning for three hours. Right? You know, fast forward like three generations. You know, you know, the people are following Rishul Chaim. We're not having conversations from the people following of Cook for three hours. You know, I, I, I'm against you. I don't believe in your shita, and you're you're bad, and you're wrong. And, you know, it's a whole. <coughs> to get, it's a connect the balay a day. One of the issues, one that. Um, um, if you're, if you're old enough to remember, or you're familiar enough to remember that the Sabah Rebbe was very strongly against the Babacha Rebbe. Extremely strong positions against the Babacha Rebbe in certain things. The Babacha Rebbe was a tremendous Sabah Chochem, and the Sabah Rebbe was a tremendous Sabah Chochem. 
and they have a right to disagree, they have a right to disagree strongly. The problem is that the Hasidim got involved, and they used to have fights. There was fights between Sabrachidim and Rabbi Hasidim, as far as Sabrachidim going to <coughs> from Williamsburg to Crown Heights and picking a fight, and vice versa, you know. So they so said, what's the shot? If it means the Shemar, you can't get in a fist fight with the Shemar. You can't hit somebody with the Shemar. It says, the answer by Father Chap, this is, you know, when they say the Yiddish word, you know, from my rib is mine and Rebbe. The main word over there is mine, not Rebbe. When it's mine, uh, so you're hurting mine, uh, it's about me. <laughs> so I'm going to hit you. It's about the Rebbe, so it's the Rebbe, okay, then I'm going to hit you. If it's mine, uh, I'm going to hit you. So are you against the, the day or against the belly of the day? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the second mivchan is the tefillas amitiz or hitznatzchus. So he, he, he writes over here, Rabbi Heifetz. He writes, imagine they're having a fight, and the other side all of a sudden, you know what? I realize that I'm wrong, and I'm doing tshuva, and they never, never have the position again. So what's your reaction? Kaste Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Now we don't have to fight anymore. I had so much. I was having so much to show you why I'm right. You know, I'm going to win. Is the goal winning? Is the goal the, the shame Shemayim? You don't have to win. You have to present the, the right. If the person now sees your position, you know, Baruch Hashem, you have to fight anymore. If you're there for the fight, right? Like some people, like they enjoy the fight, you know, or and even if they don't enjoy the fight, but they, they, once they're in the fight, they're going to win. There was a Maisa Shahaya this week, or last week. No, I'm sorry. I heard about it last week. I don't know when it took place, but it took place recently. <coughs> there, there's a, a, a man who's a, he's a, he's a Ma'again and his wife. So in Eretz Israel, a person could be jailed for that. What's the Ma'again? Re- refused to give his wife a gift. He's been Ma'again her. The word an uh, oigan uh, is uh, is an anchor. He's he's t- holding her down. She can't can't move. That's what that's what ego that's what ego is. Um, the more in um, Bobasa uses that word for for an anchor. So it's been twenty years. Twenty years. He's in jail. He's been in jail for or so for many many years. Some Askanim came up with the following idea. They're going to give him a sales pitch, which he can't refuse. They're going to arrange that he can move to Kila, you know, Community X, with no, nobody knowing his background, you know, give him access to money to live on, you know, basically find him a job, get, recreate a life for him, and give him, snip him out the money as well to divorce his wife. All he has to do is to sign on the paper. If not, to take him back to the jail cell. Mm-hmm. So they pulled him out. They told him the deal. They took him to the airport with the, with the, the, the bracelet, on, you know, with the two guards and the bracelet on his foot. And they arranged it with the government already. So, you, know, you sign here, they take off the bracelet, Here's the tickets are right here. You will get on the next, this plane, fly to, to City X, there's a house there, there's a job there. Everything is set up for you. And here's a hundred thousand dollars. He says, "I can't sign because so so she she's right. She wins, and I can't I can't do it." Went back to the jail cell because he won't let her win. So he has to win. So sitting in jail cell is called winning. Right? <laughs> but that's how people stay. That's what people think, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so if it's about winning, I. The Chabad Khan talks about it in the Lush and Hurry cases. You, know, you, can't, you can't let someone else have the last word. If it's about trying to work out the issue and you know, correcting it or at least making a, a stance of Shem Shemayim, I mean, my stance of Shem Shemayim, end the conversation. I don't have to win. Um, yeah. 
when he says, you like fighting? It's good. There are cases where we are able to fight without any problems. Basically, you're allowed to fight with each other. You know, if you need that, well, we'll, find, we'll give you extra Um um, <coughs> you know, as long as you, and as long as the conversation, even in base matters, you know, is about. You, I've watched conversations, you know, people arguing shot like more getting 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 personal. Right, that the person took a position. Now that's him. And if he is about to his position, means something wrong with him. So he's going to keep fighting, even though he's wrong in the Gemara, because he can't accept that being wrong in the Gemara means he's something wrong with him. Now that's not true, but that's how people's mind thinks. Like you're one little person, you got shot wrong shot in the Gemara. Like one or the other. Like uh, well, let's let's go back a step. Did you really think you're infallible? No, you know you don't make you can make mistakes. Yeah, but that I should be right. I should be wrong, and he should be right, and I can't do it. There's a mice with the Briskarov. With the the, the 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 in in the city in, in Europe, many of the larger cities, the rav's role was not dealing with day-to-day issues. They were, done with, they were taking care about the diet. The rav would say drush touch a year. He would like policy issues. He would you know be involved in etc. But you know the daily piskei was done by the, the, the bezdin or one of the daily etc. So brisk, the person that dealt with the most issues was the person named Rishon Lezeler. Rishon Lezeler Rieger, he was the the dying of brisk. The brisk rav, the kind brisk trusted him tremendously. So one day, Reb Simchazel comes to Reb Chaim. He says, "I need, I, I need to understand something." He says, "He, he had a ma'aseh shavaya." A few weeks ago, the butcher came to him with a, a halacha shail on the, the behema. Now, in Europe, these people were not rich. The butcher was not rich. They would, they would lay out money, buy a behema, have a shechted, and if the animal was kosher, they were able to sell this kosher meat. They got their, they got their money back. If not, they could, they could go bankrupt. They, had, they don't have large sums of money. If they don't have the money, they can't sell it for kosher meat. You sell it to the, exactly. the goyim for publicans. And uh, a loss like that, once, twice, you're out of business. You're done. So there was a handsome maruba. He comes to Rasim Rikifta told, told us a story that he remembered his shmir was the same, the same relation in, 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 in tells. So Rabbi Yitzhak Bloch was the Rosh Hashiva and the Rav. And, and his shmir was, was Rosh Hashiva Bloch. Reb Zalman was the, was the dying. It's like most of the shalos went to Reb Zalman. So he remembers his shver one time being up the whole night working on a, a hetter for a tray for a shalom tray for Zana Because otherwise, you, you, you wiped out the butcher. He's, he's done. It's half some rupa to the nth degree. So he spent the whole night working on a hetter. <laughs> she was told me in the context is that nowadays, like you know, we, we, we the attitude towards Kashrus, pas, you know, trafers, those things. It's a little bit too flippant. He says, you know, the covered rush that his shmir sat in the handle of the shadow, what is it? You know, um, <coughs> doesn't exist anymore. That was, like, that was Shiva's point. So the, this butcher comes to Rasim Ghazalik, and Rasim Ghazalik, you know, looks it over. There's no shadow. The Bahamas is a trafer. So he tells the butcher that the Bahamas is a trafer. The butcher says, like a tear comes out of his eyes and says, that's Russia wants, Russia wants, Macau. Good. A few weeks later, there's a din terror between the butcher and a customer. The customer and the whole issue was a few pennies. And the Simozelic passed him for the customer's favor. And the butcher cursed him out. He yelled at him and called him names, you know, like, you know, you're talking about etc. So he says to Rukhaim, he said, I don't understand. Three years ago, I passed on the Shiloh, which the value of the Shiloh was a thousand times more valuable than the the the, 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 the between him and his other, the, the customer. And that is Makabal with the, the Shem Shemai. Persian wills it, that's the way it has to be, and the conversation. <coughs> and over here, it's, 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 one, it's one thousandth of the, the cost. He's getting, he's getting so upset to the point that he's, he's being publicly saying things about me, which most people realize is probably not true. So he's embarrassing himself to the nth degree in public, and he doesn't realize. What's the shot? So Kaim said to him, he said, in the first scenario, there was no other party. Hmm. It's not winning. 
over here, it's not he can't he can't deal with the fact that the other person won. So Chaim told. So it's the, this this issue of winning. Um, there's also Sir Chaim said continually said says you ever watch when a horse goes down to the lake to drink, what's it do? He said, yeah, it stops its feet in the water. He says, what's it doing? He says, it comes down to the water and looks in the water and there's a horse there trying to drink the water. <laughs> so it stops with its feet to get, make the horse go away. You know what happens? The horse stops back. So it stops even more. <coughs> that was what climbs up tight. What we look like. <laughs> Somebody taking money from you? Like the whole thing is ridiculous. The Bereshit fears the veil. You know, it's supposed to be supposed to be not supposed to be like you know, the Bezim Paskin and, and the conversation. But, but, but that was that was kind of muscle of the uptight of what we look like. We look at the, the the fared by by the teich by the river. You know, trying trying to drink. Um, it is. It's a fascinating thing that. Um, maybe you know when I was younger I wasn't like this but when I got older like you know I started seeing things <coughs> different angles a little bit like you know I'll have, I'll have a conversation with somebody you know someone raises me you know it's a good point thank you pointing it out the person was like you know I'm going to disagree because I can have a position like this I said no I, you're right I, I should have thought of that I should have been aware of that So one person accused me of saying, I'm doing that just not to, have, just to be able to get the guy off my back. He said, no, I, 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 can't, I can't make you believe me. I, just, I, I hear your point. It's a good point. What's so stupid? You got a good point. I, I was wrong. I apologize. So I said to me, you, you, you're so not fun. You can't get a good fight with you. <laughs> I said, I, 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 listen, I can fight. I'm not a fight, you know. If I believe <coughs> the fight about, I'll fight. But if the person got a good point, they got a good point. And 99 percent of the cases, usually both parties have a good point. <coughs> so as much as you got a point, I, I, I can't ignore it. Now I have a good point also. You know, but that's not that's not the conversation right now. I'm not trying to explain to him why I have a good point. He's trying to tell me why he has a good point, and he does. Now, do I want to move the conversation to the other? Maybe, maybe I don't. But like, but that wasn't, wasn't the conversation. He didn't come to me to say why I have, I have a good point. Usually, it's not what happens. Usually comes to me and says, "Why he has a good point?" So he does. So I say, "You have a good point." Now what? Now my wife is right. It's a very good tactic. <laughs> like you know, you have two people arguing. The person says, "You know, I'm right." The person says, "Yeah, you're right." Says, I'm really right. Says, yeah, you're really right. I'm really, really right. You know, after the third time, you're like, "What's the argument? You can't, you can't keep yelling." <laughs> like you know, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's, it's it's a very good way to diffuse an argument. Right? You know. Why do more people use it? I don't know. I mean, this seems like such a logical way of dealing with it. You know, that's why I said that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not fun to fight with because, like, you know, yeah, like, you know, but I wasn't like that when I was younger. <laughs> but as you get older, like, you realize, like, you know, everybody's got a good point. Everybody has perspectives, and from their vantage point, they're right. Or they have a very good point, at least, or they, they have a good point. You know that. I, I just tell you the whole like this. I had a crazy mice when we got married. First year of married, my wife got sick, and we didn't have any doctor yet. You know what? So I went to somebody recommendation of the name of a doctor. I gave the name of a doctor. You know, near, near where the, we lived in Cleveland, in the Carlo. And my wife went to the doctor, and came back and said the doctor yelled at her. No, no, I never heard a doctor yelling at a patient before in my life. Like, what's the guy's problem? Like, this is ridiculous. You're not, you're not going at that doctor. Not again. Okay, fast forward about three, four years later, and my wife and I are having a conversation, and I said something in my mind, in a sort of tone of voice, but in no way, you know, I'm raising my voice. Is that your voice? Says, don't yell at me. I said, I'm not yelling at you. He says, yes, you are. All of a sudden, this light bulb goes off in my head. I said, you know, like five years ago, when you went to that doctor, what did he tell you? <laughs> I never asked her. What did he, he says, you don't take care of your health. You really take care of your health, you know. Like he almost yelled at me. I realized that the woman's evidence of being yelled at is different than a man's. <laughs> but <coughs> it, 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 what's very important to recognize in the world of communication, communication by definition 
is not what you said, it's what the other person heard. You didn't communicate what you said. You communicated what the other person heard. So if you don't know what the other person heard, you, didn't, you, you haven't done what you communicated. So I didn't yell. That's ridiculous. Because the definition of yelling is what you communicated. If you communicated yelling, you yelled. Ah, you hold it, it's not called yelling. Okay, so you have a shita. <laughs> so it's a shita. I hold a shita, it's not called yelling. So let's have, have an argument. But that's ridiculous. I mean, I don't care what your shita is. You know, but you, you're dealing with somebody. You need to... If you don't like being yelled at, don't yell at your wife. But she has a right to have her definition. She, she's on the receiving end. She finds that type of a statement uncomfortable. She has a right to say so. No, no, you should not feel uncomfortable because it's not really yelling. You know, like, really? You know, you say that tone of voice, like, you know. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you right now either. Like, well, I said, yes, you are. Like, you know, like, like, this, the, these are the conversations I get from people. I'm like, like, you know, are, are, you, are you using your head? Like, what, what are you missing in this conversation? Like, she doesn't, like, I just saw an article now this last week about, you know, do the Jews have the right to define what anti-Semitism is? Because according to some of the, the, the you know, the versions now, like, you know, I don't know why you're going to be insulted for anti We didn't mean it like it's anti-Semitism. It's not anti-Semitism. <laughs> you know, the, the blacks have a right to define what, what anti-black is. They get a lot of be upset about something. Ah, you said it to me. I didn't mean anything. That, but you, you said, I felt upset about it. You're like, you shouldn't do that to me. That's okay. They have a right to define that. And, you know, the, the, this one and that one. But the Jews not. That's the article's point. Okay. And the wife not also. <laughs> she has the right to define what it means that you're being ignored. Come on, ignore my wife. She says, I'm being ignored. She has the right to define what you feel. She has the right to... She's feeling ignored. <coughs> you should not feel ignored because I'm not really ignoring you. They're not, not communicating well. They're not ignoring you. Like, but I'm telling you, I get conversations like this. I look at people like, you know, like... like how can you argue about what the definition of ignored is? The definition of ignored, the, the person who's being ignored has a right to define that. Now, you might decide that the person's definition of it is beyond what you're able to give. Okay, so you have to say, you know, I really feel bad that that's how you're perceiving it, and I'm not good at giving it as much as you need. I'm going to work on it, and you'll chew me in better sometimes. Okay, that's a, great, that's a normal conversation. I'm admitting that you know the person has 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 a criteria which I'm, I I don't I didn't necessarily intuit myself. I need to learn more about it. I'm willing to learn more about it because I care about you enough that I don't want you to feel like that. And yes, I'm admitting up front that I'm not going to be good at it. I'm going to work on it. And I need help. Like, like, you can't ask the person more than that. No, no, no. You should be able to figure it out yourself. So you know, you're right. I should, but I don't, and I'm willing to work on being better at it. I would like you to help me along the way. I don't want to help you to figure it out. Like, you know, okay. So, so I feel I feel bad that you feel bad about it to the point that you know, that right now you feel it, and hopefully you'll you'll and I will work on it. But I will I will work. You know, like okay, like. I, you know, yes. I wish when the the the, the 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 boss said, you know, go to the fourth floor, that I could jump straight to the fourth floor. But I can't. It takes me time. I want to go to the fourth. Floor. I do. I really do want to get there. It's going to take me some time. I will. And I'm willing to work step by step to get there. And I, I apologize that it's painful, and I will try and be better at it. And the you know, I can't. I can't give more than I can give. But to say that I have, and I don't, that you don't have a right to define what, what your needs are, well, you have too many needs. Okay, so you know what? We'll figure that out. This should be, you know, so the rush will put you here. You do the best as you can. You know. I don't know. I find people fascinating.